Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. strain on our resources and it's like when i had this garden party for my father's birthday right people came that like did not rsvp so i was like totally bugging i had to haul ass to the kitchen squish in extra place settings and like people were on mismatched chairs and all but by the end of the day it was like the more the merrier and so if the government could just get to the kitchen rearrange some things we could certainly party with the hadians wow you guys talk like grown-ups Oh, well, this is a really good school. Mr. Hall was way harsh. He gave me a C minus. <laughs> well, he gave me a C, which drags down my entire average. Hello? There was a stop sign. I totally paused. You tried driving in platforms. Oh, Amber, my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. I'm gonna be a supermodel. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Back in the co-pilot seat, this time alone without her better half holding her back and now tied for the lead with Zerb for most VL podcast spots of all time, Lauren S. Yeah, yeah. Housekeeping, contact and swag, vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com. Really? You're not going to let me do this? Okay, go ahead. Vicarious Living Podcast <laughs> on Instagram. Be sure to slip into those DMs, you dirty bastards. You always give our contact so sexual. The most yeah. sexual of any podcast guest. I, I know, love guys. That. Announce the movie we are doing tonight on the pod. It is possibly the thing that... I would say has shaped me as a human and really helped me to evolve as a person a beautiful vivacious movie called Clueless and why did you pick this movie because this doesn't even like hit you I mean this is 95 this is when you're like in the first grade this doesn't even hit you like in the teen years I remember still seeing it when it was in theaters my mom took me. Yeah, that's right, kids. My mom took me. <laughs> can I say? Uh, uh, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. You know what is also very interesting? You have had the two most requested VL teen movies that I've had to date. You have been on both. It's because I know what the teens want. It's because you requested it first. Yeah, and I know what the <laughs> teens want. You wanna know why? Because I wanted. I wanted to say this. I know what high quality is. Yeah. And your high quality, your version of high quality is 10 Things I Hate About You and Clueless, which to my earlier aforementioned point, the two most highly requested movies on this pod have been those two. And every time someone's reached out to me, including my own wife, who has said she would like to do 10 Things I Hate About You and Clueless, I have had to say, sorry about you. Listen, I offered to let your wife be on the Clueless. Don't even act like that wasn't a that wasn't a given. Too bad for her. She's. I mean, of, she got fucking wrecked. Yeah. She got. De- she decided to get blacked out out of town. So, she you got know? blacked out out of town at a baby shower. So that's on her. So Lauren S is here doing the two highly requested movies. Okay, this movie. The second. The second highly requested oh, shit. movie. Yeah, yeah. This movie, 1995, written yeah. and directed by Amy Heckerling. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, let me tell you why. Because she was the writer and director of dun, dun, dun. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which Pat and I did on this podcast. Which, am I coming close on the number of times that Pat's been featured on this podcast? 
No, <laughs> no, because he's been on probably like. I mean, he was around. I I want to say till the late seventies on the pod, so he's probably banked like sixty or so at least. I'm 70. gonna beat that bitch. So you're at six. <laughs> so you're you're gonna get there. It might be a year, but you know what? Yeah. Pat, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. At your current rate, uh, I'll be 45 with a podcast when you catch him. You're going to have me on twice a month once this comes through. Okay. Don't you fucking worry. Okay, Amy. (laughs) Matt, you know what? I got a raving review from several of your followers, so um, I'm going to say I might be regular here. You just don't know. People love when you come on and you get drunk and you just give these fire hot drunk takes. They love it. Uh, it's mostly because I have this thing called loose lips mm-hmm. and they just give whatever the listeners want. Do you know this movie is based on a 1815 19th century novel called Emma? Do you know this? It's yes, a Jane. It's a Jane Austen novel. You want to know what's hilarious is that I choose the ones of the movies that are based off of such historical novels. You're welcome because it's just like I have this epiphany whenever I watch them. And ten, yeah, because ten things I hate about you was based off of William Shakespeare, right. Taming of the Shrew. Yes. Yep. Yep, and then this was based on a Jane Austen novel, so you are definitely doing something right. Your wine is right there. You're welcome. Hold on. You need to reach for it. I was Get looking drunk. for the plot. Okay, plot of this movie. Cher, a high school mm-hmm. student in Beverly Hills, must survive the ups and downs of adolescent life. Her external demeanor at first seems superficial, but rather it hides her wit, charm, and intelligence, which help her to deal with relationships, friends, family, school, and the all-important teenage social life. And honestly, that's all the plot says. I think that's fair because I watched this whole movie and the plot was about the loosest plot I've ever seen in a movie of all time. And you want to know what that's about? every single independent movie that you've ever seen it's talking about slice of life for the rich people so slice of life you just don't know what it's like okay you're not rich (laughs) (laughs) all right um and beyond that let me just say you don't know what it's like to be a rich jewish girl okay is she jewish her last name is horowitz really so yeah guess she is if it has the wits Horowitz? It's Jewish. I I honestly don't know anybody that's not Jewish that has the last name Horowitz. Okay. And this is coming from somebody with the last name Schwartz. Now, I should say. So, okay. We can take anything you say from a Jewish perspective as 100% accurate because I don't even have any other Jewish friends. Yeah. Let me just say... That it probably sucked growing up at St. X because you didn't get to go to all of the bar and bat mitzvahs. Look at what you're doing. I know. Take I'm, your wine off the table. I'm getting excited. You're, you keep shaking it. Okay, I'm getting keep going. excited keep going. about keep going. bar and bat mitzvahs. Keep going. Bar and bat mitzvahs. Keep going. Keep going. There was a lot of people that were drunk at my bat mitzvah. <laughs> I'd imagine bar mitzvahs are like definitely a lot of drunk stuff. Now I can uh, appreciate being drunk at a bar and bat mitzvah because uh, I've absolutely been there. I've been fucking wasted at several of my cousins' bar and bat Yeah, bar mitzvahs just sound amazing. Like so, like a, a wedding. Outside of bar mitzvahs, are you ready to guess some Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, fuck me. Yeah. What do you want to guess? Go ahead. I have not seen it. Honestly, I've never even seen this movie before tonight, which is rare on this pod. Usually I've seen some of the content before I dish hot takes. Which is unfortunate for you. Yeah, I don't know how I've never seen this movie. Um, What is your Rotten Tomatoes guess? Go ahead. If I'm going to be a realist, and God knows that I am just like... A realist. Right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, 85. No chance. Uh, okay. I don't think it's anywhere near that high. My guess is 67. And I feel pretty good about this. Let's look it up. And drum roll. Oh, fucking God. Crushed. 
What is it, babe? 81. <laughs> Suck my fat one. Damn it. Dominated. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean you have to kiss my ass now? I'm not. You've got to kiss it. 81% is a pretty strong score. That's strong. That's for intelligent people. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad that you won that though, because I, I'm better than you like seeing, (laughs) like seeing it a little higher. Okay. We need to now get into some fun facts. I have a couple and I know you have an, a plethora. (laughs) I have a 50 strong facts. So while you're queuing your big list up, I'm just going to go through two real quick. One, the restaurant scenes were supposed to take place at a California pizza kitchen, but when the CEOs of that franchise read the breadstick slash penis jokes in the script, they would not allow filming to take place in their restaurants. Prude move. California pizza kitchen. Get fucked. Get fucked. That's some weak fucking sauce. So I did not like that. And then two, I just had some casting what ifs here. Do you know all the people that Amy Heckerling, the director, met with who she strongly considered for the role of Cher, but then went more unknown with um, Alicia Silverstone? Let me read these. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Carrie Russell. Who's, Ew. Uh, no, I'm, I'm obsessed with her. I mean, she's great now, but I feel like... No, no, she, she was great gained, then. Well, she Her gained, curly hair is the she, best. Yep, that's because you're a curly hair fucker. Yeah, guilty. Does Anna have curly hair? No. Well, it's like wavy, but it's not like curly, curly, like Carrie Russell curly, but she has like wavy hair. Do you make her curl it? No, it's not. If it's not naturally curly, I mean, wake me up when it's naturally curly. I don't want to see like curling iron curls. I want to see natural curls or get them the fuck out of my face. I think that's fair. I feel like this needs to happen. Also, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, a.k.a. Kelly Kapowski. What are you saying no for? Kelly Kapowski? I just don't think she could be Cher. Okay. (sighs) Angelina Jolie and Gwyneth Paltrow were both considered for the role, but neither auditioned. That one seems a little far-fetched. Ben Affleck and your guy, Zach Braff, both auditioned for Josh. I can't imagine Zach Braff back then. Terrence Howard auditioned for the uh, Donald Faison role. Uh, Murray? Yeah. It's Murray. And then there's some other ones. But uh, yeah, those were the big ones. I I just, it would have been wild if Tiffany Amber Thiessen was the lead character, Alicia Silverstone. Would have been wild. Okay, what are some of your fun facts? Ooh, okay. Just the good ones. Give me five max. Okay. So five max. So Paul Rudd, he auditioned for every male role, including Murray. However, he didn't realize that the character was meant to be black. (laughs) That's funny. That's a good one. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Christian, which was the hardest part to cast because actors did not want to read for a gay character. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, okay. He's the hot guy who comes in who tries to date Alicia Silverstone and then we realize he's gay. Brittany Murphy, who played Ty, was actually a virgin who couldn't drive when she uttered the line, Why am I even listening to you to begin with? You're a virgin who can't drive. Okay, so that spoke very true. Mm-hmm. To her own personal experience. Cool. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, the film was actually only, the entire film was shot in 40 days. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Which absolutely blows my mind. Okay, next. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next. Okay. Well, besides the fact that she decided heck uh yeah heckerling she actually decided that she wanted alicia silverstone for the main character based off of the aerosmith music video oh okay yeah let's use this as a transition to get into our player breakdown because i love this fun fact about alicia silverstone here we go
Alicia Silverstone share. Do do. So, okay, let's first talk about her attractive looks because first thing I think of, and okay, preface all of this, we're both grandfathered in on analyzing her attractiveness. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm also great at understanding what it looks like from a woman's perspective. Obviously, okay. I'm married. I, I, I do the dick. You do the dick. You don't do the... Vagina. Correct. We are not lesbians. But... But I would totally be scissor sisters with her. I love that about you. What we do need to say, though, is from a grandfathered-in perspective, we're both cool because even though she was 16, turned 17 when she filmed this movie, it's 1995. You were six. I was seven. (laughs) (laughs) So she she is 10 years older than us in real life. So when we go back and watch this now, we are not creeps. Yeah, but I at the same time, I mean, it's like <laughs> Take it off okay. Sorry, God no, damn. It, okay, here's the thing. I can see the spikes, so you can't see them. When I'll, you I'll, shake the table, the thing spikes. I get excited. All right, I get go, excited. Go. What were you gonna okay, say? Okay, so I mean, like if you think about it, Phoebe Cates and Fast Times oh, at Ridgemont High. Oh my god! Like I get a boner whenever she comes out of that pool. What did you think when Pat and I were describing that scene for about forty of the hour, fifteen minutes on Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I'm gonna say like we all just wanted to fuck Phoebe Cates at that point. Like it, it, who's it, hotter, Phoebe Cates in Fast Times at Ridgemont High or Alicia Silverstone in Clueless? Oh God. Um, that's determines whether or not you like blondes or brunettes. Obviously, as we've learned, I am a big boner fan of Blake Lively. You're um, a blonde, so I'm you're gonna go Alicia Silverstone there. I hope she has blonde down, you know, in the drapes. Oh, uh, the carpet. <laughs> Same as she, yeah, the, the carpet, carpet as well as the drapes. You know, you want the carpet to match the pubes clip. I like her hair. I wonder if the carpet matches her pubes. <laughs> That's so perfect here. It is perfect because Paul Rudd is in this movie. But before we go to Paul Rudd, so we're grandfathered in. We're not creepy by saying Alicia Silverstone, who was 16 slash 17 when she filmed this movie. But to your aforementioned fun fact, she actually became famous first in 1993. She did like a femme fatale yep. performance in this movie called The Crush, which yep. I've never seen. But... Apparently she's she's 14 in that movie and plays like really? a I'm going to kill you. I'm so attracted to you that I just need to kill you and I'm oh by the way I'm only in the 8th grade. It's like yeah, fucked up. Yeah, I could I could see that. Then a year later, what you were mentioning, she did the Aerosmith song uh music video Crying. Blew up, <laughs> blew up on that. And then the very next year, she did Clueless, and her superstardom was just at an all-time high. Well, we'll see this. It was both her peak and her downfall. So here's here's the interesting conversation to have on Alicia Silverstone, is she had a two- to three-year stretch where she was the hottest, like, A-list in America with... That movie, then the Aerosmith music video, and then Clueless, which was a massive, massive hit. What the fuck happened? I was looking at her IMDb, and nothing that she did... Okay, here's what she did next, and here's the the conversation to have. Right after this, in 1997, she did Batman and Robin with George Clooney. Oh, God. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the worst piece of shit ever put on film. You know what? Let's look up some Rotten Tomatoes on George Clooney's Batman because it's got to be. I actually want to force myself to vomit because that's yeah. how I feel about George Clooney's Batman version. I want to say 20. Batman I want to say 23. In the DC comic. Awful. Okay. I want to say 23. What that's do you want to say? Okay. What do you guess? I have the score. 23. I just guessed 23. Okay. Maybe that was in my head. 
<laughs> okay. Either way, we're both 30. off. It's lower. 11%. Okay. Close enough. That's how bad that movie was. So Okay, sh- but that, that it just speaks to how shitty she was. I mean, who else was Poison Ivy? Michelle Pfeiffer? Was that who else? No, was Michelle Pfeiffer was Catwoman in 1992 in Batman Returns and totally crushed. Who it was, was Poison Uma, Ivy? Uma Thurman. Oh, God. She was also awful. Awful. That whole movie is awful. So she did that in 1997 and her entire career fell off a fucking cliff like an idiot. And I was looking at all these like Google articles. I was typing in like, what happened to Alicia Silverstone? She became a vegan and had kids. All it said was it listed these quotes from her where she was like, she was kind of trying to pull that Heath Ledger or Josh Hartnett thing of like, I got so famous and I just didn't want it. Oh my god! I didn't want so it. hard. The only person that's ever successfully pulled that is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL, which he is the only one that wins in this category. So what I want, so what I want to say though about her saying all that stuff about I didn't mm-hmm. want to be famous was, I think it's very convenient that like, hey bitch, you sucked ass in a movie and got a lot yep, of shit. Actually- she then I think had her fate decided for her by the fact that she did that horrible movie. And then after the fact, she had hindsight 2020 of like, oh, no, it's my decision. It's my decision. I decided I just didn't want the fame. Hey, I didn't want the fame. She had some type of retribution. No, she she had it decided for her and it sucked, but she just didn't have any intestinal fortitude. It was like, hey, Alicia Silverstone, time to like get back up on that horse and go out there with a smash hit, and she just couldn't deliver, and then she acted like it was all part of the plan. Yeah, but then she came out with some type of, you know, she was very much an advocate of charity. She was very uh, much an advocate of human rights. She yeah. was an advocate for the animals, which, by the way, not all of them are gorgeous uh, for somebody who is very health conscious. But she did, yeah, I did see all that stuff where it was saying, like, I just decided to, like, get more into, like, what really matters in life, which is, like, uh, sucking people's dicks. Uh, sucking animals' dicks and, like, human rights yeah. and also animal rights activism and all that with the dick sucking of the animals. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, fuck her. Fuck her. But I think that we need to go to the more important character. Stacy Dash? Uh, well, that's my second favorite character she is the second main character in this movie according to imdb so let's just briefly touch on her by saying she is alicia silverstone's best friend and that's all we want to say no one gives a fuck oh no 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 no, no. that's not what i wanted to say about her she was so uninteresting to me in this movie so one fun fact and then we move on she actually is broke oh cool so she actually was in the TV version of Clueless. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, which let me tell you, I saw a few episodes of that. Mm, not good. Um, I'd rather watch sandpaper being rubbed against a wall. Right. So, <laughs> so it's funny, though, because there is nothing more pathetic than, like, so that guy... Billy Bob, if you recall, he was in Varsity Blues, and then he played himself in Not Another Teen Movie, the oh, parody yes, yes, of yes, it. Oh, yes, 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 I know what he is. Yes, There's, yes, yes, yes. That's similar right. to this, of like, you played yourself in the main movie, and then you also played yourself in like the reboot yep, absolutely. TV series. That's how lame you were. Yep, that's exactly I what think she did. Enough said. Like Stacy Dash, you suck ass. Yeah, but she she's so broke because she uh, was uh, accused of physical, um, physically beating her husband. Oh shit! Domestic violence. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's I'm not a, a fan of that. She's a hoe for show. Damn. Paul Rudd, should we do it? <gasps> this is your guy. You know, I'll just let you take it away. He's on a top 10 with JGL. I mean, he's... Is this a hall pass guy? Oh, Corey better fucking hall pass for me. If he doesn't hall pass, Corey and I are 
done. Like, so, I mean, even with the 1995 goatee that Paul Rudd had oh, for half this movie, oh, like a quarter, okay? Because let me just be real on, uh, like, for with all the kids for a second, okay? So Paul Rudd in this movie is the sexiest he has ever been, and that is beyond, you know. First of all, Ant Man, he's in his later years. He's in his later years. Still hot. I would fuck the shit out of him. So we're talking about him maybe 20 years ago almost. 15. 25, yeah. Yeah. 25. 15? 25. 25. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Because obviously Lauren can't do math at this point in her life. So 25 years later, you still fuck him. Um, still fuck him? I mean, I would fuck him even harder. Right. Like, his eyes, especially like I told you, in, in this one scene, he has, like, a very mundane, very plain plaid shirt, and all I can think about is, oh my god. It matched his eyes perfectly. It matches eyes perfectly, and all I can think is, that matches my vagina, and I want it in me. Right. Right. I have no idea what that means, but I'm totally with you. 100%. It doesn't need to mean anything. I love that. What's your favorite Paul Rudd movie? Can I give you mine real quick while you think? Yeah, go ahead. Top three, Anchorman, 40-year-old virgin. Sex Panther. Sex Panther. God, I got to play that clip right now because it's amazing when he's fucking with the colognes. Time to musk up. Never ceases to amaze me. What cologne are you going to go with? London Gentleman or... Wait. No, no, no. Hold on. Blackbeard's Delight. No. She gets a special cologne. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep. It's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. It's a formidable scent. <laughs> Stings the nostrils. In a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Well, let's go see if we can make this little kitty purr. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. 40-year-old virgin... And then forgetting Sarah Marshall as like the surfer instructor. Pipioki. <laughs> and then can I give you a very, so those are my top three. Those are pretty obvious ones. Um, but my number one diamond in the rough Paul Rudd movie, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if you've seen this. Bet you I have. The OH in Ohio. What? It's one Paul Rudd and one Marissa Cooper. What? And he's a teacher hooking up with her, his high school student. What? Yeah, and Danny DeVito. So, buckle up, kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, buckle up. Okay, so Corey and I are watching this tomorrow. Oh, okay. OH in Ohio, you have to watch it. I am going to do it on the pod at some point. It is amazing. Plus, we both live in Ohio. Bonus. Okay. What's your favorite Paul Rudd movies? I Love You, Man. Definitely a number three. Ooh, oh, God, I completely forgot about this. Bobby Newport in Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, very good. How yeah. can you fucking forget that? That That's actually might one, be yeah. number one. That's a good one. Because he is so genuinely awesome dumb. in that role. Dumb. Yeah, he <laughs> he he smartly plays dumb in yeah. that role. Yeah. Bobby Newport, I mean... God, for fucking sakes. I love him in that. I love him in that so much. Oh, my God. No, I think that might be his best. And then, honestly, I do love him in Ant-Man. You know what's funny about Ant-Man, fun fact, is he was a massive fan of Lost, the TV show. I'm not shocked. Who wasn't? And he levied to have Evangeline, is that her name? Evangeline Lily? Yep. Main girl from Lost? Yep. He That's like he was such a huge fan of Lost that when he got his like big superhero like feature film, that he was he like, her to do "Yeah, if I'm Lost. gonna have a main a main lead bitch, I want to be making out with her." 
and he totally got her cast. And then in the sequel, she totally like was the lead in the sequel. She was awesome. Yeah. She fucking rocked she it. She kicks ass. Another female who kicks ass, the last big character on this character breakdown, Brittany Murphy, who... R.I.P. R.I.P. We did a very, on the uh, Summer Catch podcast with Mike C., we did a very extensive breakdown of her, like, death, which was, there's some bullshit. There's some foul play, potentially. Anyways, we did a whole deep dive on that. So, I won't get into all that again, um, but what are your... Let's just go into our Brittany Murphy thoughts in general. Um, I think in this movie, she was portrayed as like this ugly duckling before she was famous. Like she was this chunky, like redhead, frizzy hair girl with a troll t-shirt on. But like when I was watching her, I'm like, damn, Brittany Murphy totally looks cute in this movie. Get fucked. Get fucked in a good way. In the best way. In the best way. Do you like Brittany Murphy in this movie? Honestly, I think Brittany Murphy is extremely underrated for the actress that she was. I totally agree with that, actually. Because she was in this movie, Don't Say a Word, with Michael Douglas, where she was like a crazy chick in a mental hospital. I don't remember it. Fucked up clip. I'll never tell. I'll never tell any of you. I'll never tell. Oh. Oh, God. I remember that. She was, and that's to your point, she was underrated. She could act. Oh, 100%. No, she really could. And it, uh, you know, it's super unfortunate that she passed before her time. You know, she really could have been kind of like an Allison Janney. You know, she could have evolved into her own yeah yeah such a shame it sucks um let let's take a moment for her yeah let's let's take a sip cheers r.i.p that was good sip Mm, that's a good sip bless you Brittany murphy bless you smaller characters very small donald Mm -hmm. Faison, the guy from scrubs he has braces in this movie and it's amazing um but he's still what really frustrates me about him is that he's not in anything else really of great magnitude remember the titans is the only other thing that he's in that's like he has such a small role in that i wouldn't even call that barely a role and then the only other guy that um i want to mention is brecken meyer yeah guy the lead guy from road trip what up little man Little man who hooks up with Amy Smart in Road Trip, all of 5'3", full-grown adult male, 5'3", that is Daniel Radcliffe height. Um, But you also forgot another one of his key movies. What? Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Oh, yeah. Along with your other favorite, Jennifer Gardner. That is Jennifer and Gardner. G-A-R-D. Nope. N. E.R. Gardner. She is very free to explore her sexuality. I hate Jennifer Garner so much, but what I will say is I've played this clip on the podcast from Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. I'm going to play it again because it's Michael Douglas owning, and it is such true facts about the gameplay phase with a girl clip. The power of a relationship lies with whoever cares less. That's me. Yeah, that's you and your relationship for sure. I mean, let's face it. Who cares less in the relationship between me and Corey? You. Just kidding. I love you, Corey. Love you, Corey. You want to transition into the movie with a little song? Oh, yeah. Because I'm just a girl. No, I don't want to play that. No? No, I want to play... With the guns, the kids in America. Oh! With the guns and the kids in America. Oh! Yeah. I want to play that. Okay, starts off Alicia Silverstone in her rich bedroom picking out her famous yellow plaid outfit on a Gateway 2000 computer. 
Uh, yeah. Honestly, so I wrote on this on my notes. I was like, God, her fucking computer makes me horny. Yeah, her computer. It was uh, tough from a uh, technology perspective going back and looking at that comp. Honestly, I kind of miss it. <laughs> I do too, because yeah, it was like, give me some Carmen San Diego, and I'm ready to go on that computer. 1995. Honestly, I want some Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail or Mavis Beacon teaching me how to type quicker. Remember Mavis Beacon? <laughs> oh yes, I do. <laughs> um, let's play a clip though. Of we just want you to get a taste of what Alicia Silverstone is actually like in this movie, and she is like a massive bitch. And there was this first clip of her like Excuse just me, walking. She's, she's not a massive bitch. She's just entitledly rich. She's entitled AF. And then there's this clip of her walking when this dude gets slammed into her clip. I don't know why Dion's going out with a high school boy. They're like dogs. You have to clean them and feed them. And they're just like these nervous creatures that jump and slobber all over you. Ew! Get off of me! Ugh! As if! Very famous line. It gets even more famous, though. Well, I just love it because it's like... It's the beginning of it. It's beginning and it like sets the tone of she's disgusted by like everything and everyone. Ugh, as if. And that's how like hot and rich and cool she is. And it's just amazing. We are introduced to her stepbrother after this, Paul Rudd. And the sexual tension between Paul Rudd, her stepbrother, and Alicia Silverstone mm. is... Three words, palpable. I mean, you could cut it with a spoon, but... Easily. Um, no, I would actually say that's later on. Um, but what I want to say is this movie, ahead of its time, in terms of incest... Yeah. Sexual uh, because, okay. Yeah, but they're not incest, okay? I know, but... Because... It, okay, Okay, but you it, know what made this made me think of? Okay, hold on. Cruel Intentions. I feel like that's where you're going. No, no, it's not where I'm going. But yes, Cruel Intentions is a similar vibe. Okay, but here's what I think: is that he has a different father and mother. Correct. She has a different father and mother. Yeah. So from that standpoint, they're completely unrelated. There's no so blood they relation. Gonna have some hillbilly fucking kid that is literally gonna have 20 learning disabilities no no they're not because there's no blood relation and doesn't know what the fuck to do when their shoes are untied right that's not gonna happen though because there is no blood relation exactly that's what i'm saying so yes so they're in the clear but what i kept thinking about was like now in 2020 that stepbrother, yeah, stepsister taboo mm-hmm. is like hot in the porn search terms world. You would know of all people. Yeah. So I actually looked it up and I was like, okay, was Clueless just way ahead of its time with like the incest taboo that they were pushing in this Shock movie? there that Brian knows how to link this back to a fucking porno. So I want to bring this up, though, because top 20, I looked up top 20 most popular porn search terms on Pornhub 2019. And to prove my point, number one search term is mom. Number three is Japanese mom. Number four is stepmom son. Yeah. Uh, number eight is stepmom. Number nine is MILF. Number 11 is mature. Number 14 is sister. And then it goes out to 19 is cuckold. (laughs) But anyways, so this is my point. 1995, the sexual tension taboo that was going on between Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone ahead of its time. Because fast forward 14 years in 2019 and stepbrother, stepsister porn is like tops on the list of what dudes are looking for on Pornhub. Okay, but let's face it, I would still fuck the shit out of Paul Rudd versus probably what's coming through on Pornhub. If Paul Rudd was your stepbrother. Oh, God, the things I'd do to him. What if he has, he's like a cousin? The things I'd do to him. (laughs) What if he's a, what if he is a half brother? So, like, 
your How dad's. How loose are my morals supposed to be at that point in my loose. life? So, same If they're super dad. fucking loose and... Same dads, so my but children? he doesn't look anything like your dad. He looks more like his mom, which is not your mom. Do you still hook up with him, half-sibling? So, there's a, a very good chance that our children would not come out completely fucked up, then yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> you know, I'm all about the optimism. Yeah. I'm what they call a optimist rather than a pessimist. I'm all about the uppers rather than the downers. <laughs> Can we can we zag? Uh, I had a hot take on this movie. Oh God, I can't wait. So I I teased this a little bit when we were watching it, but I am convinced that the movie with Reese Witherspoon, which happened like five years later or so, Legally Blonde was oh yes 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 yes, yes. was completely it hijacked all the key themes from Clueless like literally yes. I had never seen Clueless, but I had seen Legally Blonde. And when I was watching Clueless, which I know happened before, I just kept thinking, holy shit. Legally Blonde stole, like, everything is the same. The main girl is, like, a blonde, ditzy, but kind of smart, but, like, super bitch kind of. And then also, you know, the thing that really tipped the scales for me on, like, I really thought that they stole a lot from Clueless was the pen. But the pen played so much more in this movie than it did in fucking Legally Blonde. In Legally Blonde, she always has a pen that has that big, like, poofy, uh, pink, like, furry thing on the end of it. Same as in this movie. I don't agree. You don't think that? I feel like the pen played more of a role in this movie than it did in Legally Blonde. The most of the reason because of how she entrapped Christian using that pen. Did you see any other overlap between this and Legally Blonde? I think it had a powerful woman as the main lead, which I think was very big. And also the second lead... Which in Legally Blonde it was Salma Blair, and this movie it was Stacy Dash. Which again, she is like one hundred thousand dollars in debt, uh, which is sad. (laughs) So if we look at that though, right? So you know, like it, it it has a significant number of similarities between the two movies. Yeah, but it's not a hundred percent because. Can we zag? Can we zag back to the movie? Because uh, yeah, I, gotta, let's I got to. Yeah, 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 let's do it. I want to. Okay, so what's happening is she is getting horrible grades. She's getting bad grades. And she has to convince the teachers to give her, to take her like C average to an A minus. And the teen logic that they use to get their grades up from a C to an A is to literally get their teachers to hook up. Yeah, I wrote that down. It was that she couldn't get a better grade, so she decided that she was going to set her two teachers up. What's just funny overall is that in this movie, the reason why we're just going off into totally different side tangents is because there is no through line plot to this movie. It's just this podcast can't like follow like a a sequential time frame because it's not a leads to B leads to C. It's all just like random stuff happening in this movie. Okay. Um, are you ready though to get into I think it's high time that we get into a little Ryan Phillippe. It's easy to sum it up. We just talk about practice. We sitting here, we in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice we're talking about practice man practice i mean how silly is that my i have two nominees and then i know you said you had a bunch of nominees as well that's unreal i had a think a four number yeah so i'm gonna list two and then you list your four (laughs) my first one is Cher's dad uh i just want to play a couple clips of this guy he's also the dad in night at the roxbury yep he is you'll get a sense in this clip of just how much he's doing in every single scene Cher, get in here what's up daddy what the hell is that a dress says who calvin klein it looks like underwear go upstairs and put something over it 
Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to. Hey, you. Anything happens to my daughter, I got a 45 and a shovel. I doubt anybody would miss you. He does a lot. He does a lot. My second guy is Brecken Meyer, a.k.a. the little hippie dude who is just smoking weed all the time. He's the main character in Road Trip. Okay, those are my main two for Biggest Practice Hero. Who are your nominees for the Ryan Phillippe, Lauren S.? Oh, God. I start with the most ridiculous, which is Elton. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, you knew what? She were totally sprung on me. Hello, don't you mean Ty? Ty? You have a picture in your locker. I have the picture you took in my locker. Yeah. Uh, the guy who's obsessed with Cher. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah. He's three. I'm with that. Who's your fourth? Um, I would say Murray's best friend. It's the bomb! Okay. When he goes and shaves his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's four nominees okay amber who's amber as if if she doesn't do her work then i can't do mine oh and yeah that's yeah probably not correct. i don't really remember any of these characters i just remember your quotes of them okay so keep going it's I mostly because like i couldn't stop quoting the movie most of the time that's five so you have one more uh christian would probably be my six she's a total monet okay so now you have those six, the four you mentioned and the two I mentioned. Who is your biggest Ryan Phillippe nominee winner? I'm 110% going to go with Elton because he is a natural piece of shit. Uh-huh. He, oh my God, my cranberry CD, it's in the quad. Yeah. Like, and that in between he leaves Cher in the middle of a random parking lot in the valley after he drives away in a fucking Pontiac. Yeah, he left her and it, it was clear. He's like one of those guys who's like he was trying to hook up with her so aggressively and it was so obvious that he was trying to hook up with her. He was trying. He, he was, was trying. trying so hard. He was trying so bad and... I have no problem giving the Ryan Philippi to the guy who's like trying aggressively to hook up with a girl and just like failing miserably. I have no problem with that. I feel comfortable. High doing five. That. I feel very comfortable doing that. You're welcome for that. Um, the next segment I want to do is the biggest segment on this pod. And like I said earlier, again, there's not much plot to go off in this movie. So like we got to hit our big categories and then get out of here you know it's like we got to hit it and quit it so despite the fact that it is a very highly rated it's movie. no this movie's unreal but yeah it's probably the loosest plot we've had so there's not too much to unpack but after we do the ryan Phillippe, the next thing on my mind to do obviously is marissa cooper is the worst that is the marissa cooper is the worst brought to you by wiggler w-i-c-k-l-o-w where be free and explore $40 for the hoodies. $20 on the tanks. And... $30 on the, on the baseball tees. Use BLA checkout for 10% off your order. And the Marissa Cooper is the worst is going to... A very underrated MCITW winner. The two dudes in the mall who are hanging Brittany Murphy over oh, the fucking balcony. Oh my god, yes! Those guys, I was just like... Where'd they dude. come from? So, the, the idea of like humor for these two fucking Neanderthal human beings is they go to the local mall in Beverly Hills. Yep. They find like a nerdy-esque girl... So they grab her and then their idea of a joke is they hang her by her feet over the balcony on the second story of an indoor mall and are just cracking up uncontrollably. And I was just like, I don't get it. I don't. Who's laughing? At this? <laughs> I, I, She's going to die. <laughs> yeah, if she falls on her head from the second story in the mall, she is definitely just going to die. So I, I was just watching it like, 
I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for. I was just confused. I was confused and I was sad. And I really just felt disappointed for those two guys for like the rest of their lives being biggest fucking idiots of all time. So those two dudes, we will tell you. <gasps> Be for an explore. Get fucked. Get fucked. Brought to you by Wicklow Wear. W-I-C-K-L-O-W Wear. Be free and explore. I don't have. <laughs> Lauren S. Who's your MVP? <laughs> I'm going to go with Josh, Paul Rudd. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't see that coming. You know why? Because you're obsessed with him? Besides the fact that I would fuck him with my eyes closed. Or open. Or open. Right. Or, you know, one half shut, one half open, one shut, one half open. I, you don't I care? don't even care. No. I don't even care which way it is. Nope. Um, you know, he he was so understated as how beautiful he was in this movie. Yeah. And he played it so well. So we're giving it to the stepbrother who hooked up with his stepsister, who is a smoke show. Which, again... It's not illegal because they're not physically related. Correct. I just want to keep that. that out there because I don't want the the teens to think that it's uncool to hook up with their step siblings right. if they're not completely unremoved from them genetically. Love that. No, no, I love that clarifying point, and I love the MVP. I love the MVP. I think Paul Rudd is so deserving in this movie. If you gave it to Alicia Silverstone, I wouldn't have been pissed, but Paul Rudd's fine with me, too, because Paul Rudd did crush in this movie. Lauren S., those kids are getting tired. And what do we want to tell those kids? Sleep tight. Sleep tight. And we will do our sign off and say, kids. Clear eyes and full (laughs) hearts. But you know what? You know what I really want you to do? Without a doubt, I really want you to do so much. Less kids. Do less kids. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.